Hi, this is Wentworth Miller. You're listening to The Flash Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm your host, Andy B, as always, and with me are my fabulous co-hosts, Taddy and Swara. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm almost feeling a little bit better. Also doing yeah. very good. How are you doing, Andy? I'm I'm doing quite well. I uh, it's been a, it's been a bumpy week, but I am starting to feel a little bit better now. Myself, I wasn't sick. I've I've been under the weather though, but I'm I'm Aww. happy to be here on but this now lovely. Now you're on sun- top of that weather. You're riding that weather like it is. Okay, okay, let's not. Stallion that you ride. Oh my and god! Are you, over saying, there. Are, you, are you saying that Andy is weather wizard? He is weather and wizard. Perfect. Oh, that'd be Love some sexy. It. Uh, so for for this week's episode it's going to be a little bit of a funny one because you may see that our title is called What We Want to See for Harrison Wells in Season 5 but as you can probably tell later in our discussion it's not so much of a Harrison Wells discussion as more of we have a, we have big news to talk about, and then we get to Harrison as like a footnote. So for the first Poor time, in the five, yeah, yeah, Harry Harrison is a good footnote on this show. So uh, we got y'all. We got some news, like a lot of yes. big news. So mm-hmm. um, we have a bad woman to begin with. We have actress, actress Ruby Rose is going to be taking on the role of Cat Kane, aka. Batwoman, and uh, she will be appearing first in the Arrowverse crossover between Supergirl, The Flash, and Arrow in December, and and then she might get her own spinoff because that, that that's currently in development right now. So, um, and people had thoughts. Uh, there was a lot of because this is lots probably of one, thoughts. lots of thoughts because this is one probably Quote the, thoughts. Quote yeah. thoughts because it's one of the biggest names they've gotten on the CW. In a in a long time, actually, to be honest, and that's not to look down on any other actors that we have because we have amazing actors in the Arrowverse. But like Ruby Rose is probably you know she is one of the bigger names we've got. Maybe not the biggest, but like she's one of the bigger names. Sure. So, um, so I want to start with you. Like, do do you know who Ruby Rose is? Are you familiar with her work? And regardless of that, like, how do you feel about her taking on the role of Batwoman? I wasn't too familiar with her before. I actually recognized her as that winking gif you often see on Twitter. Uh, But, no, I think this is really fantastic. I think that she seems like a really great actress. She is openly gay, and we know Batwoman Kate Kane is gay, so that's really fantastic. And uh, I understand that some of the backlash was uh, because she is not Jewish herself, whereas Kate Kane is Jewish. Um... I think that it's, I think, I mean, I'm not Jewish myself, obviously, 
Uh, I have seen some of my uh, friends who are Jewish, their takes on it. Uh, a lot of them are happy with the casting. And I think it's also, I, I remember seeing one uh, Twitter comment, I believe it was from a Jewish uh, journalist friend of mine, who simply st- stating that Jewish is not a race, it's a religion, although it is a culture. So maybe it would have been preferable to have a someone of that culture to play Kate Kane. So I don't know exactly how I feel about it on that sort of representation front. Um, However, I am very happy about the fact that someone of the LGBT community will be portraying Kate Kane as it is such a core part of her character. And um, I I think overall, I'm very happy with this casting. I'm very looking forward to see what she brings in the crossover and knock on wood in her very own TV show. Now, Taddy, what are you, what are your thoughts about this casting? Are you are you familiar with Ruby Rose? Uh, I am familiar with Ruby Rose in the sense that I watched her on Orange is the New Black. Uh, she did not particularly leave an impression on me one way or the other. I just knew that she was an out actress and that she's one of the you know one of the names that pops up in your mind when you think who are out lesbian actresses. Um, so I figured that she was going to be cast. Because one of the paparazzi people in Vancouver had said that she was up in Vancouver. Like, right when the Batwoman announcement happened. And they said they were casting. And they were like, well, you know, not to spoil anything, but Ruby Rose has been in Vancouver this last week. And I was like, oh, okay, obviously she's being cast. So it was not a surprise to me. But I, um, I don't have anything, like, I don't personally have any issue with her being cast. She was fine in Orange is New Black. She didn't, like I said, she didn't leave an impression, but she wasn't bad. Uh, and she was in John Wick 2, which I also saw, but she didn't speak. So, again, like, I can't say her facial expressions were bad. They were fine. She just didn't speak in that, in that movie. Uh, so, so I'm personally fine with it, and I'm glad that she is an out lesbian. The only thing, like, I also saw the criticisms that she isn't Jewish, and I think that while in general, like, I've spoken to my friend about this. We talked about it at length because it's like, it's, once you start, like, you know, litigating like culture like you know that you can only play like it's like when you have an Amer- a black american portraying a jamaican right or when you have um a, a, a black british person portraying a black american etc like you could start to getting like defining more and more the lines of who can portray what and then you're gonna it starts to become like you can only act literally what you are which is a little too much but in this case especially in the arrowverse that often has jewish characters played by non-Jewish people and then has the Judaism treated very disrespectfully, like right. Felicity. Um, I think it would have been great to cast a out lesbian who is also Jewish, specifically in this case. It's not something that I'm generally like, oh, it has to be that way. Um, and also and also just because I think that um, there's, like, like I said, like there's the possibility that they won't even make her Jewish in the show, right? Because that wasn't mentioned in the casting call. So that she might not be Jewish, which would be too bad. And at the same time, like, depending on who's writing it and how they treat, like, different different religions, different ethnicities, like, is it better to not have her be Jewish at all? Like, or is it worse, really, to not have her be Jewish at all? Or to have her be Jewish, played by a non-Jewish actor, and then treated the way that Judaism has been thus far? You know? Stein was killed by Nazis. Felicity was put in a gas chamber. Ray, I don't even, you know, I don't think that you could even tell that Ray is Jewish. Um, so. yeah, re- yeah, reflecting on the history of these shows and how they've treated their Jewish characters, it's galling. It's really, 
really writers decided to do this and Tatiana you make a good point about how her Judaism wasn't really mentioned in the casting call so that but, could, but at the same time yeah. it's not often I don't think it's often that he actually mentioned religion specifically from from what I remember I mean I, I've looked at casting writers before and so on and they don't always mention religion at all I mean I'm sure they didn't even mention that Felicity was Jewish and when oh, they, right. were casting. Well, they don't mention religion because religion is usually not important so that's what I'm saying like they're probably like usually characters are as close to agnostic as you can get, you know, right. It's highly unlikely that you're going to have them like show them in church or show them at the synagogue, unless that's what the show is about. And so that's why I think that it's like too bad that they won't be able, like they probably won't use this to showcase a Jewish hero. That's, that's all. Well, for me, I, I've never seen Ruby Rose in anything either. I, I, I'd I'd seen her name pop up as someone who might be up for a role, but I I never seen her anything. I I've only seen like a few episodes of Worth of the New Black, but I haven't gone to that season yet where she appears. Uh, so I I don't hear so much I can say on that front. I will say this though that I am I'm excited that uh, they got a gay actress to pl- to portray the role. I think because you know. We don't have that right now. I mean, we have gay characters on some of these shows, but like, for example, like people, you know, will argue that, you know, like, well, you know, Bad Woman is not the first uh, gay ca- g- hero to lead a show. We have Sarah. Well, Sarah, like, here's the thing: we literally is an ensemble show, so like, there's like no, there's not really like one main character. Uh, the- although I would say that Sarah tend, I. I- I honestly feel like Sarah's the lead. She's the de facto lead, at least. Not to mention Anissa on uh, Black Lightning, even though she's not the... Well, yeah, she is one of the main protagonists in that series. And right. That's, but, that's like, but, but the show that, isn't called Thunder. It's called Black Lightning. So it's well, like... Right. But so she's not necessarily headlining it, but she is still one of the main leads. But it has honestly, Andy, been really frustrating to see some of the takes saying that, oh, like, uh, you know, Batwoman will be the first uh, gay hero on these shows. Like often some of the headlines have been very simple that way and completely disregarding yes, and Sarah. That, that, well, that exactly. is wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. yeah. And disregarding yeah. Anissa as well. That's de- yeah. I've definitely seen that. Which is which is too bad. No, that, that's wrong. If if trades and if websites are writing that this is the first one, to, like the first gay superhero in the era, so then that's incorrect. That's not true because we have we have Sarah, we have Nissa, we have Ava, we have uh, we have uh, Thunder, we have Grace Joy. You know who I'm sure will become a super at some point in Black Lightning. So uh, and on Supergirl we have Alex Danvers and we had Maggie Sawyer's and. And so on, so like right. that, that's incorrect to say. But I think when people say this will be the first one to lead, like I mean, for me, it's like when I look at Black Lightning, that is Jefferson Pierce's show with Thunder and Lightning and and Lynn as main character. But like the show is like it's from his perspective, from like in, in many ways, both from the perspective of the girls too. But it's like again with Legends, I don't look at it as the Sarah Land show. That's not that's not what it is. It's a, it's a time travel show. With ensemble actors, uh, because that's what okay, o- that's fair. what the show was always envisioned to, uh, and I'm sure I'll get flack for it because Twitter hates my gut. But you know what? This week Twitter has been craptastic, uh, so why not just you know throw me a little more? I'm not gonna care. Uh, <laughs> either way, I'm excited that they got a gay actress to play the role. I will say because I have friends who are Jewish who were frustrated with that the fact that they got someone who isn't Jewish. 
I fully support those people who who feel that fr- who have that frustration. And you know, I even I when they when when TV line came out and said that they were gonna cast someone who was openly gay, I'm like, well, why not openly gay and Jewish? Like, it's great. It's like because when I when I then broke the character breakdown for for um for the actor show, I thought it was great that it was open diversity. But at the same time, I was like. That's interesting. They don't mention any Jewish parts here either. And it's not... Like, yeah, I was scratching my head a lot, going like, well, she's going to be Jewish, right? Like, I was... I, I was... I was concerned at first. Um, but we will see. I mean, I... I he's in Greg Polanty is good at respecting these characters as much as possible. I mean, yes, we can discuss... To a point where some of these characters have to been well treated, moralized, <laughs> and you know, I, yeah. I'm, but I'm sure that with Caroline Rice involved and Jeff Johns, so on, who is big in the DC and knows his DC lore, they're not going to exclude one of the most important aspects of her character. So I'm sure she will be Jewish in the show, and if she's not, then they better have a good, ex- good reason for it. Now, what? Uh, Again, there is no good excuse. You just make her. Yeah, there's there, there, there's no good excuse, and also sort of, like related to this, I just was looking up some news on Ruby Rose, and uh, in the past 24 hours, at the time of this recording, she deleted her Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she was unfortunately getting a lot of harassment and abuse, uh, presumably. Yeah, most definitely. No one like leaves their Twitter uh, for any other reason these days. I think the plight of toxic fandom, whether you're talking about Star Wars, whether you're talking about in our own DC spaces, which we need to address, um, you know, it's really spread. And uh, yeah, Twitter's not I, a fun place anymore, to be Twitter, honest. Like, well, yeah, it, it isn't. I mean, this week on Star Wars Twitter, I'll just let you know, like there was a really terrible situation happening that made everyone really uncomfortable and really what um, happened? hurt. Uh, it's, uh, I don't want to like t- talk about it. This is what we touch upon. We touch upon these social issues. So it's fine. Well, well, it involved like harassment and it, of a uh, Star Wars author. Um, oh, that's all, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know what I'm talking about, Tatiana. But uh-huh. moving on, uh, I, I'll just say so I believe that the harassment Ruby Rose was getting was both for being a lesbian, uh, out lesbian, being cast in one of these shows with some toxic uh, fa- and bros, like not necessarily getting or. Uh, just being homophobic against this and driving her off. And, you know, if there is legitimate criticism of, well, of her not being Jewish, um, that was something I read in one of the articles. I don't know how true that is. You know, that's Mm -hmm. a valid critique. Of course, that's fair. But but she didn't cast herself. Exactly. Do not go after these actors and actresses. Right. And this isn't a Scarlett Johansson situation where she's repeatedly taking roles that aren't meant for her. Like, I'm not going to speak for Ruby Rose. I don't know what she knew about Batwoman. But like I previously said, that casting call doesn't mention that she needs to be Jewish in any way. You know? So, like, and and Batwoman is not a character that that many people know that much about. So it is conceivable that plenty of people don't know that Kate Kane is Jewish. So... So the people that you should be going after when you are raising these concerns are the people that cast her, the people who are in charge of telling well, we that story. Well, no one, no one should go after anyone. Yeah, no one should well, go no, after anyone. Any, don't harass anyone. But I'm saying raise these concerns to that person. Don't harass exactly. the actors. Don't harass. Well, don't harass anyone, right? Don't, but don't, yeah, she don't has add, no power to change yeah. the story. 
like don't at anyone like with n- any sort of like negativity malice. or like yeah, with or malice. Your heart. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's like if you may have I don't know. Like I think in general, the only acceptable way to tag creators is if you have something positive to say about their art, or if you have a genuine question. I think maybe if you have a genuine concern and you word it very politely, I mean, and a constructive criticism, right? Like maybe some constructive criticism, or you know, like the same situation I mentioned with a Star Wars author. Another Star Wars author got in on. Uh, what was happening and like had really great dialogue uh, back and forth mm-hmm. with some others. Uh, Tatiana, I think you know who I'm talking about. And it's yes. like, it's like, um, I think just don't have, just like Tatiana said, don't have malice in your heart. Like, don't just like, leave, just generally leave creators alone. But if there's something like really genuinely pressing, I don't know. You know what I mean? Just act like a normal human being and don't harass or target creators like that in any way, sense or form or the actors portraying the roles. Yeah. Don't talk to people the way, like in a way that you wouldn't, if you were talking to them in person. Precisely. Well, I, again, I, and but the thing that I was also coming at was the fact that I've seen people who like the people who had, you know, some of my friends, who are Jewish, who, who did feel openly, you know, disappointed that they didn't cast a Jewish actress for this Jewish part. They were getting horrible attacks to which I feel was so disgusting to see that. Right. Like, there's, if you yeah. go to my Twitter, if you go to my Twitter, uh, for people uh, who are listening to this at home, and I know, bye. Uh, it's a tweet that starts with, you know, this makes my bo- my blood boil. Uh, that's one of the people, like, it's like, Again, I've been I've been discussing with Twitter all week, you know, like I wish I could leave Twitter, but because I because of my job and so on, because of these podcasts, like I can leave Twitter necessarily. So I'm trying to avoid all this toxicity as much as possible, but it's just impossible. And like the day when she got cast, like again, I didn't know who she was, but I was like, Hey, look, they got a gay actress for the part. I think that's exciting. Let's let's give her a chance. Like, you know, like when she starts when we see her on screen in the costume fighting alongside um Oliver and Kara and Barry and everyone else, like let, let's let let's criticize in a constructive way, then there's nothing right. like all we know right now is that she's gonna be in the crossover and that she will be the actress who plays Batwoman in the TV show Batwoman if it gets picked up the series, which, which I think at this point they, because of this name they've gotten and whatnot, and I would be shocked if it didn't get, get picked up the series. So, and there's all there's already talks about that they're going to start filming the pilot in the spring of 2019. So there's, I mean, things are moving forward. And at Saturday at the TC, there was no updates really about the about Batwoman. This was actually the day before Batwoman got cast. That they had to say, and they said nothing. And they even the only thing there was one thing about the Flash 100 episode, and that was that Mark Pettowitz said, "I can't talk about it." Uh, but going back to Batwoman, like, yeah, I, I'm excited because I trust Greg Belanti and and Jeff Johns, and uh, they were reported they picked someone who, you know, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, she, uh, her name carries weight, you know, in 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 good ways. So it is again, it is a big name. But hopefully, they also looked at her talents, her skills, and also from what I've seen in her, she is also really good at fight scenes, which will be awesome to see because you know, bad woman needs to be a good fighter. Uh, so, but yeah, I, it was very overwhelming this whole week to see people, like the people who, like I mean, I'll say this: there were people who were constructively, no, no not pro this. This uh, this casting choice, which is fine, 
totally fine. We don't have like this is this is the, the point of television and movies. So like, are it's subject it's subjective. We we should have different opinions and good manners, not like twelve year old little boys and girls on Tumblr, because that's not gonna make do any do any good for us at all. So, uh, but again, the cross will start filming in sometime maybe October, November. So let's just wait till then and until we see like an official photo and also but then also see when she actually acts as the character there's nothing like you can judge from base previous roles or whatever you've seen for like an interview with her and so on, be like i don't think she's a good fit or i think she's a good fit we gotta wait till we see what the writing and the direction does for her so right but i'm excited that we have a bad woman now and you know we i look forward to seeing like i hope that they get uh, colleen um what's her name um oh colleen wood to design a costume again, maybe, or maybe you know, I, I hope it. Like, I want as many female talent as involved as possible. Like, I want a female director for the pilot. I want you know a lot of female writers, of course, and uh, of course you know like yeah, you know, a woman to design a costume again. So, um, that makes I'm excited for what this show, what this bad woman show has, what the, the potential it has. So, but yeah, and if you. It, what do you guys think about the Bad Woman casting? Are you, do you like it? Do you not like it? You tweet us at the Flash Podcast, or you can leave a comment on our Facebook page uh, when we post this episode. You just let us know, because we, we do want to hear your thoughts. But be respectful about it. Don't be like, you know, like, yeah, she's going to suck. I'm not going to watch a show. It's like, yeah, you know, let's have a discussion, because that's what I love about social media, is that when you can have several, <laughs> y'all, emphasis on several discussions. So there you go. Now... We have so now moving on to specific flash news and our boy is getting a new suit. Uh but it didn't start out the way that we usually get costume reveals. So what had happened was that in the beginning of the week someone on production had leaked a stunt uh, a stunt performer's version of the costume on set, which is basically it's not exactly the same suit usually sometimes it is like a little more cheap looking and whatnot, from what I understand. So, and this suit was not complete because what happened afterwards that people started complaining about it, they were moaning about it and dragging it and so on. So, our boy Grant had to come out on Instagram and and talk about it. So, I'm going to read his statement because you know, um, again, uh, it's because this has something to do with you know because we will get to the official costume in a minute. But what Grant basically said was, so here's the thing about this BS photo leak. It's a cool suit. That's a terrible photo that I was un- unaware was being taken, much less being posted. Some things need work, and they will be worked on. We will get there. As far as the body shaming, that's what pisses me off. That not not even for, just for my sake. I've had twenty plus years of kids and adults telling me or my parents I was too thin. I've had my own journey of accepting it. But it's a double standard where it's okay to talk talk crap about about a dude's body i do my best to stay in shape and add as much size as i can through my throughout these seasons i'm naturally thin and my appetite is greatly affected by stress stress is something that, that ebbs and flows for me throughout a season thus gaining weight is a challenge for me i didn't get I, I didn't cast a slim actor um as the flash i went to an audition for a role i never dreamed i would i would actually book but here i am five seasons later I'm happy with my body, who I am, and other kids who are built like me and thinner than me should be able to feel the same way. Not only that, but they should be able to feel like they could be a superhero on TV or film or whatever it it may be someday. I love the suit that they designed for me, and I think when everyone sees it in its entirety, you will love it too. 
Things have been adjusted since that leaked shot was taken, and more things will continue to be adjusted until it feels right. So, and then we got, to, I, I think like two days later or something like that, we, like, at the time of recording, we got it just on, uh, from Grant himself on Instagram. We got the first official look at his season five costume, which is, to many degrees, slightly different, but also to many degrees, very different. And so, Tyler, do you want to describe it to listeners who have may, who may not have seen this costume what it what it looks looks like to them? So uh, I was gonna say, can I describe it? I'm not sure I can. So instead of the leather, um, it's more of like the synthetic elf costume or material. Like I don't know what you call it, but um, it's more comic book accurate. There's more gold accents, um, a more defined six pack, and you don't get a chin strap. That's the biggest difference is that there is not a chin strap. Just like the comics. Um, yeah, but but Grant said that we may not have to miss the chin strap for long, so maybe they'll bring it back. I I think it. I mean, I think it looks good outside of the lack of chin strap. I think that that's like it makes sense for Barry because Barry is a comic book character that has like a literal square jaw, but it does not make sense for a real human being. <laughs> Although to be fair, it does make him unrecognizable. So without the chin strap, it is more likely that you would not be able to tell that Barry Allen is under this suit, which Wait, is ironic. really? How? Because it, because it makes him look, because he looks unfamiliar. Because the, like, the point, it, like, it makes his neck look much slimmer, um, and it makes his jaw look wider. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, 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 sort of I, I, like I mean, an optical illusion. Yes, but, yes. I mean, this looks to me, from when I look at this, like, this looks like rat, because, like, you know, those eyes are, you know... Well, obviously, I mean, but yeah, that's because you're looking into Grant's eyes. But anyway. Uh, oh, my God. That's, <laughs> not, that's totally not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> but anyway, so so we'll see what happens with, with the chin strap. But for now, that's the biggest difference. No chin strap, more gold accents, and different material. Um, but, yeah, definitely more comic book accurate suit. Yeah, there's there's like there's one thing that is a little bit throwing me up on his right on oh, well, his left arm. And it's that, like... Like the the something that is around his bicep, it looks like a shoulder pad. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know like, why is he like. What is that? What even is that? I don't know. Padding? Is it like you know when he gets thrown around? I have no idea. I have no idea what it's for. But you're supposed to have all the answers. I know. I know. It's something even me. That's how. That's how mysterious this whole suit uh, reveal has been. Well, like, okay. So you you like the costume? You like what it looks like? Um, yes, other than I prefer the chin strap. It's literally my only issue. <laughs> okay, uh, Swara, what do you think about the costume? I like it better than the season four costume. The season four, co- yeah, the season four costume seemed too layered to me. He had a zipper previously, uh, with a sort of jacket esque, uh, I know, design. This one seems more streamlined. I like the gold accents. I find now, I, I think I kind of, I, I was intrigued before by the lack of the chin strap, but even more intrigued now by how it uh, basically tricks people into thinking that this isn't Barry Allen. Maybe Cisco has an idea for that, <laughs> although all the other clues are there. Like, let's just take off the chin strap. No one will suspect now. Um I, I I like it. Over, overall, I really like it. Um, 
Oh man, you know what they should do? They should basically pull a uh, Tom Holland Spider Man or really any Spider Man movie and just put white over his uh, mm, eyes. I mean, why not? Well, we why? almost got that in season four with, in, the, in episode two when he had those like yellow eye shields. Right. He that needs to come back. That will most likely protect his identity even more because. Come on, Cisco and Barry, just try, please. Right? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, let's try to keep it hidden. Come on, guys. Let's, come on. Let, come on. Let's let's try a little harder. Um, uh, I think it's good. Um, you know, I just like feel like saying that uh, the situation um, involving uh, Grant, uh, extremely unfortunate, body shaming. It's never cool to anyone. Uh, Grant uh, has previously deleted his Twitter and Facebook accounts, uh, but this was way back, not really because he was, as far as we know, getting harassed on those platforms, but rather because he just doesn't use them much. He's much more comfortable with Instagram. But I remember seeing a video from, yeah, on his Instagram story uh, referring to the backlash. He got to that initial picture that leaked saying, yeah, my time on Instagram feels like it's limited because, you know, if I keep getting this, you know, like, why am I even doing this? Why am I going to let these randos uh, make me feel terrible about myself? And obviously we saw this uh, several weeks ago with the release of the Titans trailer um, for, oh, Tatiana, I'm so sorry. What's the actress's name again? Anna Diop. Anna Diop, yeah. Wait, sorry, how do you pronounce her name again? Sorry. Diop. And Dio, yes. Uh, so she was getting uh, racist, and yeah, Anna Diop was getting racist and sexist, uh, sexist. harassment. And, yes, mm-hmm. on uh, her uh, Instagram as well. She turned off her Instagram. So guys, we're kind of seeing a pattern here of actors who are just doing their job. But even so, they're human beings who deserve dignity and respect and not any racist, sexist, or homophobic. Uh, you know, no one deserves that. Those are wrong, plain and simple. Or body shaming for Grant. Uh, so it's just, and we saw it with Hillary Marie Tran, Star Wars, just we need to stand vigilant against this. We need to... Uh-huh. really root out these toxic parts of our fandoms and make clear that none of this is okay in any way, shape, or form. It's something that we can all do better to call out in our nerd communities. So yep. really, like, if you have a problem with the costume that you might see, maybe keep it to yourself or... You can just say if if you like genuinely don't like a costume, that's okay. Or even if like you know you don't like a character design in general, that's okay. You can just say that on your own if you do it respectfully without any of those bigoted behaviors or yep. comments. So please, please don't do it. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> right. Uh, now yeah. I have some I have some additional feelings to add Please. tag on to this. And that is just that for anyone who wants to understand power imbalance or wants to understand double standards, please look at the response to the situations. Anna 
Anna mm. Diop and Grant Gutson had very similar situations with elite set photo coming out that didn't look that didn't look its best, right? And people reacting very negatively and in a bigoted way towards that. Okay. Then Grant, you know, speaks his piece. Anna Diop disables her comments. And yet, what happened for Grant is that CNN, Time, etc., everyone puts out their articles about that. And two days later, yes. not two days later, he has got the official poster for what he looks like. Um, the best possible light for that, for that um, outfit is out and available for everyone to see and relax. Anna Diop's studio network, whatever you want to call it, DC Universe has yet to put out a first look for Star Starfire, even though we know this is not her official look. Yeah, it's a, they yeah. Have allowed that's her to not her final look. It's not her final abuse. look. Yes, but they have allowed her to drown in racist abuse, and to further it, they put that same look in the trailer. After knowing the reaction that that look had gotten, they did not fix it by giving her her other look in the trailer. Exactly. And that is a double, that is the true double standard. That is, yeah, that, that is upsetting. And trust me, I mean, even we, we have talked about on Titan's podcast that, you know, we're, we're upset for Anna. You know, we that's what we, why we created a hashtag, hashtag I'm with Anna Dio, because it's 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 not fair what's going on. And, you know, like, yes, this double standard is it's definitely not cool. But, you know, like as much as I like to believe that Hollywood is on its way to hopefully treating women better and whatnot, it seems like we're still stuck in a pattern where, you know. Males are still getting better treatment than, than women and, and white and white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, sweetheart, I was getting there. Trust me. I, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I trust me. I, I, you know. But the thing is, like, I, I've been accused of some as someone who like supposedly hate white people, and that's not even true at all. I mean, again, you should have seen some of the response that I got after the Super Bowl Flash crossover musical, uh, where I was being accused of hating Monel because he's white, and it's because I wish I could be white myself i'm like no honey that's not it that's be it's because he's a cr horribly written character oh um, god what what are these just, just stop harassing andy too stop yeah. harassing any of us i mean remember a time remember a time when people were actually nice to each other no wait that, that doesn't sound right um that's that's never happened i think um but yeah i will say this like um, for grant i'm i here's the thing I think he's always looked like a normal, normal shaped person. He doesn't look underweight, doesn't look overweight. He looks like a normal built person. That that's it. He and I hate the fact that he has to be like constantly bombarded with that like, he that he looks too skinny, whatever I would what say. You know what? Like good for him. Like you know, he looks fit. He looks healthy. You know, like he doesn't look like he's like you know not eating. Like, he looks like a he looks like a someone who eats eats food exercises and does his job so and the fact that people were going ballistic because of a stunt performer's not finished costume like fascinates me so yeah i mean I, look twitter has been bad social media has been bad all week and uh, mm. i mean i mean look i don't look at what the president tweets these days and so but i'm sure he quotes said something something dumb dude this week too so but that probably didn't help mm -hmm. uh, um, so yeah, I, I would say this, as far, as far as the costume goes, I think it looks great. I am curious about why they're upgrading the costume and uh, I'm, um, I love the costume. It, like, I love, uh, I love the way it looks. I, it doesn't say it's leather anymore at all, which is interesting because <laughs> I feel like in, <laughs> in, in past seasons, 
I've shaded the Arrowverse for being too lettery, and then when Black Lightning came, like they didn't do letter at all. Like they did, like I mean, like, at least for Black Lightning's costume. So I was like, you know, hey, at least we didn't get a letter costume for Black Lightning and Titans. And <laughs> so may- maybe I can, compl- maybe they finally heard me, because uh, this looks more of like, w- would you guys say that this looks more of a bodysuit? Uh, how do you mean? Like, like for example, like you talked about it like, that before. He used to have a jacket and whatnot. Like, like oh, as... oh. Well, I mean, it looks like the same relative. I don't know width, uh, thickness. Oh my god. <laughs> what Barry slash Grant is thick. <laughs> you, you get the meme, right? Thick. I, I I thought it was maybe slightly inappropriate because we were just talking about his body size, so. Well, no, but you know what thick means. T-H-I-C-C. Yeah, I know, I know. But still, it's like, okay, move on, move on. Um, anyway, uh, I think uh, it looks roughly the same. I think it's going to be a great suit. Uh, you know, his suit doesn't really change that much season to season. Um, I think the real, honestly, like the real story here in general ties back to toxic fandom and harassment of actors who are, again, are simply doing their job. And I really just want to echo uh, Tatiana's uh, reference to but double standard and, you know, how the media and the studio treated Anna Diop as opposed to how they treated Grant, whom I love. Grant is my flash. He's my Barry Allen. I love him so much. But we'd be remiss not to point out that double standard and it's a pretty, it's pretty uh, like uh, obvious, you know, like how that, that sort of disparity between them. So, um, you know, like everyone needs our support, uh, the studios and fans need to get Mm -hmm. to support actors um, equally um, and not play, you know, those necessarily those sort of favorites. So, well, I, say, I, yeah. I will say this: like, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to defend WB and DC Universe for okay. not giving us a different. Co- Wait, I'm just gonna say this: is that you know, yes, we know that that's not her final look and whatnot, and I do, I, I do wonder also why they didn't show us like different shots of her in the trailer. But the thing was that. In the, t- in the first time that we got, this was mostly about Robin and Raven. This is what we talked about on Times Podcast 2 and so on. And here's the thing, like, I don't think her look, like, I'm not going to say costume because it's not a costume. It's just, she's, she, apparently she comes comes from a disco party. Uh, there was a leaked, um, like, mm-hmm. descript- description of the first episode where they talk about it, that the reason she looks like that is because she came out of a disco party. So, uh, and, you know, I love the fact that, that, that our Starfire is maybe a woman of of uh, various like who loves various time periods, so she may have different colors because she she comes from a different planet. So because you you guys remember in the comic, she's a freaking orange alien. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, that, no, that, actually, that's what that's I, what the racist haters, by the way. Was I was not yelling Italian and, and swore. They they right. get the whole issue. <laughs> no, shit. but 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 I actually want to add on to that because I read something about how Starfire originally in the comments was based off an African American model. Yes. Well, how about that? How about that? How about, how about that, that ha- indeed? How about that, you racist mother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will, I will drag I mean, your ass. Even though, like, we have there's there's reasons for why you know she's in that costume and et cetera, et cetera. But if they wanted to put something out there to stop the criticisms, then they could. And it could be that they're defending her 
her maybe they think you know they were like you know, you know what we stand by the costume that not the costume but like by the clothes that she's wearing and we're not gonna let haters get to us. Well, so, then they should have put out a statement that says that. Agreed. Well, not so. every well in that case they could put out st- statements and releases for every living thing that exists out there. Well, no, they but, could, no, but but, they, but but Andy, we're talking about specifically about these media situations in which yeah. like it's so galling and obvious what's happened to the actor because right. of all this harassment, all of the media rounds it's making. Anna and Grant oh, had sure. similar situations. So it's about that overall scale. Oh, and, and not... Candace. Candace had the same way, and too. Candace. Yeah. And Candace. And Candace. I mean, and Candace has had to put up this for five years now. And they, like, and I will never forget, never forget that in season one, Grant and, and AJK accidentally retweeted an article saying that Candace should be recast because she was the worst part about The Flash. Oh, and no. Grant, Grant undid it when he got the backlash for it and and DM'd a specific fan to let her know that it was an accident and that he didn't read the whole article. Whereas AJK never undid it, even after getting the same backlash Grant got, because obviously people were responding to them, and he never undid it. So. Yeah, I would say, the one thing I would say about the chin strap, by the way, is that... Back to the costume. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, back to the costume. Like, here, here, I have gotten so used to what Ezra Middle looks like in the DCEU because he doesn't have the chin strap. That I'm like, when I see it on Grant, I'm like, oh, I feel I'm, <laughs> I'm used to this now, so I don't actually mind. Uh, but hey, if like they're adding what Grant it, looks like, you don't mind? I don't mind it because I've gotten so used to what Ezra looks like without the chin strap. Oh, right. Gotcha. Did you even watch Ezra Miller as the Flash? I plead the fifth. Uh, Swara, why? He's so good as the Flash, but he's not bald, Andy. Oh, screw you! And <laughs> um, Grant did put up a photo, by the way, after the costume reveal. That he put up another photo where he looks very happy in his new costume, and says he loves his new costume. So you know what? And he, you know what? That that looks like a perfectly healthy man to me. So for anyone who's calling him too skinny, whatever, you know, you may you may be a little bit insecure about yourself. Just saying. So. Get out of your mother's basement. Look, at the, look, you know, don't look directly into the sun, but look into the world <laughs> and, gr- and grow Excellent. up. And for our last piece of news, uh, we have a new character coming to the show. Um, Kiana Ma- Madeira. How do you say her name, Tani? Kiana Madeira. Okay. She's been cast as a female version of the DC villain Spin. So the way to describe her by deadline is that she's playing a character named Spencer Young, aka Spin, who is a young aspiring social media influencer whose site seizes the opportunity to make herself famous when she discovers there's a new hero in Central City. Now, two questions. Ooh. One, what do you think about this character and coming to the show? Nice. And two, and two, who is this new hero, do you think? So while you can start. Uh- Yay, woman heroes. Uh, I have no idea about this character yeah. from the comics. Maybe we'll look her up later, but uh, or you're him up like he's originally a him. But still, this is fantastic to just go ahead and gender bend a character from the comics. Just give us some more woman heroes and villains this is what we want. We want to just have more women characters generally. Can't repeat that enough, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her and... Uh, yeah, that's just my general takeaway. You take it away, Toddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I personally have not read the issues that Spin is in, 
But as far as I know, it's like a newspaper type person. It's some kind of journalist who's also I like tr- who's trying actively to stir up like public fear, right? Who's trying to create like uh, a a media storm, if you will. Um, and also, I, I think that they're also secretly a metahuman, but I'm not sure. Um, either way, they what? The, I think that aren't they a metahuman? Isn't Spin a metahuman? Maybe in the comic, but I don't know if she's going to be in on the show. Right, I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the comic. That's what their character is in the comic. What's his character is in the comic? In the show, I know it says like it's a vlogger or some kind of social media um, influencer. influencer, which yeah, which I think is really exciting. Um, I I think the actress is super cute. Um, I haven't seen her or anything, but I'm looking forward to checking her out before before the show starts. And I'm really, 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 really hoping that this is involved in Iris' storyline in some way. Because obviously, you know, social media influencer, like journalism, right? And especially if she's someone who's trying to profit off of a new hero, which, by the way, I think the new hero is Nora. I think that excess. It has to be at because she's she's going to be noted at some point. Right. So maybe she'll try to create like a war, like a flash war, if you will, or she'll try to suggest that like more heroes is a bad thing. Whatever. I'm thinking of like irresponsible journalism. Okay. Even whether it's by accident or on purpose hopefully by accident, so that Iris can then teach her responsible journalism and mentor her, and then they can work on Central City Citizen together, okay? Yes! Alright, that's what I want. Yeah. That's all. I have no idea who this actress is. I've never seen her anything before and so on, but you know, hey, glad we're adding more female characters to the show, and I... I don't know if she's gonna be a villain or not, but I... I hope that she doesn't become, like... Something takes away from the larger arc of the season. Like we don't need right. like we don't need waste characters, whether they're male or female, y'all. Just saying. So don't don't you come after me, because uh, I have enough I have I have enough pitchforks uh, in my butt as it is. Uh, so, but I'm looking forward to see what she will do, and she will appear in episode four to begin with, and then we will see when she appears next. Woo! And before we get to our main discussion, which is going to be a short discussion, <laughs> and reminder that you should check out our DC TV podcast at the public store, where we have amazing merchandise, shirts, and all what have you for all your favorite DC TV heroes and shows. And uh, so, if you if you click in the, in the link in the show notes below or on our website and buy something. You also help support us, the whole network. So you help support all the podcasts involved. So because you know the more with with funds and support, we can actually keep these podcasts going and these websites keep running and whatnot. So please get some swag. I mean, season five. I mean, all these shows are coming back very soon in the two months. So you know, it's. I mean, I I sometimes wear some Flash gear when I'm watching the Flash. Just saying. Um, there was one point when I watched when I was wearing my Man of Steel cape while watching Supergirl because one of my my house was very cold that day, uh, but also because I wanted to feel like a Kryptonian. And number two is support G40 on Twitter and Instagram, and they're now the official new website at G40.com, uh, the amazing female power uh, movement that uh, the women of the Airverse has created. Uh, check out their website that is brand new, that they are posting articles all the time. And uh, yeah, let them know that the flashback has sent you. <sighs> Let's talk about this. Idiot. Um, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, it, it wasn't that funny. Oh my god! No, it wasn't yes. that. It wasn't that funny. Just it's such a mood. That's why it is. It's oh, so okay, okay. We're gonna talk about what we wanna see. Poor for... Wells. Harrison <sighs> Wells. Like, like I, I don't want to feel sorry for him anymore. It's just we'll talk about it. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that Harry Wells was probably one of the, like, a bigger disaster than Ralph was in season four of The Flash. And there were moments oh, well. where I, there were moments where I felt for him. I agree with that, actually. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time. Everyone, stop the presses! <laughs> Did you, Swara Salad, <laughs> my brother, just say that someone else on the flash was worse than Ralph? Okay, here's the thing. Ralph was consistent in how much he annoyed me throughout the season. Like... Uh-huh. It was a relative level. Let's say, like, Ralph was at, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, he was consistently an 8, sometimes a 9, sometimes a 10. Harry's moments towards the backlog of the season, the later half of the season, were at, like, an 11. It was just, uh, I guess, like, this is where we'll start to review his uh, arc in the show. So overall, at least in the first half or first three quarters of season uh, four, now I really love this version of Harry Wells uh, from season two. Definitely my favorite actual Harrison Wells outside of Eobard Thawne, basically uh, cosplaying as him um, or pretending. Oh my to be god, him. cosplaying! Oh my <laughs> god, what a what an appropriate ter- uh, opportunity to use that term. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm going to Dragon Con, so prepping my co- cosplays. I only have two so far. I might get a third one. Anyway, uh, so he is like oh, was is like okay through the first half of the season or so. Uh, you know, giving assistance, kind of acting weird with um, you know the situation about his daughter uh, and not being fully upfront with the team about what's gone on, and has a really good episode with her in which uh, they're able to resolve some of their. Uh, like, you know, uh, differences or arguments. And then it almost seems like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to take a dig at the writers, but like, writer, Flash Writers, I love you, but it didn't really seem like the writers knew really where to take Harry in the second half of the season. And for some reason, and we've discussed this previous in previous episodes this summer, for moments uh, and scenes that frankly should have involved other characters we were focusing on Harry. We were focusing yep. on, yes, on his man pain and his oh. sudden desire to be the smartest, to create a machine, to m- increase his brain power. <laughs> and like, so first off, when like uh, he first starts talking to Gideon, I remember that moment at the end of that episode. I was like, whoa, what's going on? This is really cool. Is this Eobard? Is something going on? Is this like a mystery for... But nope. He just wanted Gideon's help on how to get smarter. And the way this plot played out, <laughs> it was like... It, I, and it, what it did, like... First, it's stupid in the first place. No offense. This is my personal feelings. Uh, and it's just like... It results in him becoming or losing his brain back facilities, like losing his brain capabilities and effectively becoming, um, I don't know, undergoing uh, mental degeneration, which is a real serious thing. And it's like, I feel bad for him. But I'm also extremely annoyed by him because he keeps bringing it up 
onto himself. And I'm straight up also annoyed with him and feel sorry for him. So, like, in his scenes, like, this is why he got Max up to an 11 of just me feeling not only, like, nothing for this plot line, but it draining my entertainment. Like, there were parts, I, I'll be frank, I just fast-forwarded through because I, when it was a scene with Harry because I was like, I can't do this. I can't watch this. This is just... I, I just can't deal. Simply cannot deal. I just can't. So, I, just I just can't. can't. I just can't. I just can't, Andy. No, uh, no, no British <laughs> accent. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm back on my Downton Abbey. Like, uh, sorry, guys. This is just a little joke between me and Andy and Tati. But um, Tati's like, don't you drag me into this? So, uh, hey, I'm I, in on the joke. I'm cool with the joke. So I was frankly really relieved when he left at the end of this season. I I hope we don't see him again at this point. But I still love Harry. I want him to be season two Harry again. It's just painful because, like, he's just an awesome, badass character from the second season. And what they did with him in season four, it it was painful in so many ways. So that's my rant. Harry Wells, just like Andy said, pulled off the impossible task of being more annoying than Ralph for me this season. And I really hope we get something much better for Tom Cavanaugh in season five. Also, I'll just going to straight out say, I did not like the council of well scenes. Like, Ugh. at all. I, I pitched for it for three seasons on this damn podcast. And realized when I saw that, like, this is not what I ordered. This is not what I wanted at all. Um, so, yeah, I. Here's the thing. I love Tom Cavanaugh. I really do. I think he's one of the best actors on in the whole Arrowverse. Same, 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 same. But when they waste him like this and make him annoying, make him play an annoying character, I just feel. I don't feel just bad for the fans. I and viewers. I feel bad for him. And. You know, I know that at Comic Con he was joking about like you know like hey you know we're gonna try we're we're gonna keep doing different wells until we get it right, um, but I say I almost wonder if he feels like that. You know, I'm not trying to read, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze Tom Tavana, but the thing that it's like, I mean you you don't want to feel you have to like scrap a character because quote unquote it didn't work, uh, or he didn't work. Sorry, um. But, Taddy, do you have any thoughts on Harry in Season 4? I have plenty of thoughts on Harry in Season 4, and I think that Suara has voiced many of them. But I will just say that my number one feeling when it comes to Harry Wells, specifically Harry Wells, is resentment. Um, Mm -hmm. I very much resent this character. Because I feel like he's an exercise in, like, getting all the things that other characters do not get. Like, he had a great arc with Jesse in season two, but, like, you compare that kind of father-daughter dynamic to the, like, you know, mediocre at best storyline that they gave Joe and Wally as they get to know each other. Um, or or even um, now in season four, you know, his whole, his like, Cisco's entire story was catering to Harry and being, you know, abused by Harry. Um but it's not relevant because what it's really about is Harry, right? And Harry's growth and Harry's change and blah, blah, blah. So I resent 
Harry sucking up <laughs> air in the room from other characters. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And even, like, even from Barry, like, you know, it was supposed to be the fastest man alive versus the fastest mind alive, but then Harry pops up and is like, actually, I want to be the fastest mind alive. <laughs> and then it was just the battle of two brains. And Harry was very much on the losing end, so it was pointless. So, so yeah, I, I was not a fan of that. There's there's moments of brilliance, such as, like Sora already said, episode 15. Like, that episode with Jesse and learning about, you know, why she really kicked him out and, like, how she felt about her mother's death and his reaction to her mother's death. That was beautiful. But that is not a good conclusion to, or, like, it's a good conclusion to a story they didn't tell us. Because in the beginning of the season, he pops up and he's like, oh, Jesse kicked me out. And it's like, what? Like, so what you're telling me is that Harry is actually so incompetent that he can't even run his own daughter's team. You know, he has to be kicked off the entire earth, the entire planet, because he's that bad at his job. So, um, but our team can handle him, apparently, whatever. So, so I no, no, I think, I think it was a punishment, to be honest, Uh, a punishment on our team because our team sucks and therefore no, no, they our have team, to take off. No, no, no. I think it's because of mistakes they've done in the past. I feel like the, the powers that be. Oh, uh, there you go. They were like. them with Harry. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. But yeah, so so I don't know. I agree with Sora that it seems like they didn't really have a direction for the character, but they feel like they have to give Tom something at all times. Um, and, and, and to be fair, like the concept makes sense. Like, I wish that not just the characters, but the fandom could learn that scientific intelligence is not the be all and end all of a, of a character's worth or a person's worth, you know, like obviously Harry or anyone is a worthwhile person, even if they can't solve whatever equations. So like, yes, that's a great lesson to learn, but the way they went about having him learn it was nonsense. It barely made sense. Yeah. It took up way too much time. It was super repetitive and, it required other characters to just kind of be there to, you know, allow him to be annoying <laughs> and, and finally learn his lesson. So yeah, I, for that reason, I guess I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to a different Wells because I got tired of Harry Wells. But on the other hand, I am not looking forward to a new Wells because that means a new introduction, new backstory, new air to suck out of the room, you know? Instead of letting him settle into his role, like other characters, <coughs> Joe, have to do, right? And become less uh, and less relevant as each season goes on, he's just going to continue to be as relevant every single time, because every single season is a reintroduction to him. For me, I I, mean, I don't think I have much to say, to be honest. I, don't know if I, I was just disappointed with Harry in season four. I'm, okay, that's a lie. I was frustrated with, with Harry in season four. I was, I was disappoint, disappointing... Disappointing is uh, is is an understatement, um, but I I yeah I was upset with him. Uh, I was annoyed and I was pissed that it, that he took away so much screen time that that was needed for other characters, and and that he like in the end like he didn't really I I, I didn't feel like he had a point in the season. I think again like that he took he took away something that was supposed to be berries. So he made Cisco a cousin babysitter. Uh, I mean it's it, I mean look. Cisco already has a lot of, he has to be an engineer, uh, a multiverse Uber driver, and now a babysitter. I mean, guys, I mean, and, and Butter isn't even getting paid. Just saying. Uh, so, what I want to see for the new Harrison Wells in season five, and we don't, 
we don't know much <laughs> about about uh, the new Harrison Wells. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be called Sherlock. We know he's Sherlock Wells, yes. Sherlock, and he'll have a French accent, apparently. Oh, no. Très no. bien. Très bien. Speaking of et, accents. Ils vont parler français très, très bien pour cette nouveau homme dans le Non, est-ce que tu ne parles pas le français? C'est trop difficile. C'est trop difficile. Pour moi, je ne peux comprendre pas. Très bien. Non, non, je ne comprends aussi. C'est incroyable. Je ne sais pas. Just tell me that you didn't curse at one point during that, because I don't no, want to go back. It good, because I, I don't, I don't, want, I, I don't. Know, I know, like two curse words in French, and I did not use either one. I, don't, I don't want to have to edit this episode to be honest that much, because I think we've been a good role so far. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I. He said at a lot of comical interviews that he's going to be very loud, and um, although that's not really a new quality to a Harrison Wells, because that's basically every Harrison Wells. Every wait, season. Wait, really? But Harry, Harry tends to talk like this. He tends to talk with a rasp, very quietly, like sort of like that. I don't think it's really that loud. <laughs> so, it sounds like you're more out of breath than you're whispering. Okay. No, but that's how Harry sounds. I'm right, but but then sounds... towards the end of the season, he was like, "Was that loud? Was that loud?" Oh but again, God. Oh, I love God. I love the character saying "Was Alan." I just wish it wasn't him. Right. I, and again. I... To any Flatman <laughs> out there, I love Tom Kavanaugh. I just, for me, what I feel like is that, look, if they want to keep introducing a new Harrison Wells every season, that's fine. Just don't make us waste eight or nine episodes where we have to establish him, whatever, and so on. Let it just be like a running joke that he's like, you know, he is basically playing the same, he's fulfilling the same kind of purpose, but he's just a different type of Harrison. So, because this season, I want to be focused on all the characters in equal capacity. And, of course, you know, Barry being the main focus because he's the damn main character. And uh, I don't, but I like the fact he's going to be French and he's going to be loud and he's going to be, I mean, y'all, I don't know. I'm nervous as as F. (laughs) (laughs) I think... Okay, now as the guy who uh, was complaining really loudly earlier, um, if anyone from the show is listening, I'd like to apologize for you know Aww. my passionate feelings earlier. I love I love all the work that goes into this show. I think like all of the cast and crew do overall really fantastic work. Um, I could have voiced my criticisms much more diplomatically, so for that I do apologize. But at the same time, I hope like it shows how frustrating you know some of these storylines can be with some of these characters and i again with many things for season five i do have hope that um this new harrison wells sherlock wells will um be a great asset to the team and he will have a much better storyline than we got in season four uh because yeah, Tom Cavanaugh only deserves the best. He is a brilliant, brilliant actor who knows the show inside and out, basically yeah. all of its details. And I'm keenly looking forward to really great things this season. So mm-hmm. I guess like, and that's why I would, I'm super excited yeah. for him to to direct the hundredth episode because he does know the show so well. Exactly, one hundred percent cosine. I suppose like what I am looking forward to from. The Wells this season, however many we get, uh, just for them to be great advisors to the team. Um, although, 
I don't know. Maybe the team like doesn't need as, as much by advice now as they did before. You know, I feel like so many of them are all grown up now. Yeah. Uh, so I actually don't know exactly what I want to see from Wells this season. Just, I guess, what we got in season four, I would just like to not see that. Please and thank you. Ty, do you have any final thoughts? My turn turn to co-sign that. I was just going to say that, um, yes, what you said about however many Wells we get, because I feel like Tom has kind of hinted that Sherlock Wells is not long for this world. And I think that he probably wouldn't want to, as much fun as a French accent might be, sustaining it for a whole season might be a little bit tiring. So I do think that he may be one of the first victims of Cicada. And then we'll get a a new, more permanent Wells. That's fine with me. I'm sorry. That's horrible of me to say. I I was cracked. The moment when you said that that he's not meant to be long for this world, I'm like... I got the biggest grin on my face. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get a, you know, we'll get a different and more relatable. Not that French people can be relatable, but I feel like this is going to be an exaggerated, you know, See, I much still, like his Council of Wells. I still want to meet the Earth One Harrison Wells in some at some point somehow. I would love that too. I wish that we could do that for the hundredth episode. He's like, I wish dead. He's super well, yeah, dead. Exactly. He's dead, wow, but I wish we could glimpse the real you talk know, about the you real, being the depressed. OG timeline. I want to. <laughs> I want to glimpse the OG timeline. I want this and but, not Flashpoint. Don't say that was Flashpoint. But he didn't live in the real timeline. He was still dead because Eobard no, Thawne. No, yes, he was. Eobard Thawne killed him. That's what changed the original timeline. In the original timeline, Eobard Thawne doesn't go back in time. I am so confused. Con- I'm, actually- I'm so- okay. See, when she right. says a real time, I always thought that she meant the timeline okay, okay. that was after episode 15 in season right. one. No, okay, no. Okay, I mean the original please. timeline. Okay, this is the original timeline. Um, Silver Age Flash is the original timeline. In the original timeline, Barry Allen's parents are never murdered because Abarthon never goes back in time to kill them. Okay? Um, the original timeline is just he finds out he's meant to be Barry's enemy. He goes back to meet Barry Allen blah, 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 whatever, they become enemies later on. And then that's when Abarthon is like, let me go back in time and mess up his life super hard. Then he kills the mom. And that's when all the post, all the post-crisis stuff happens. So original timeline that I'm talking about is Silver Age, pre-crisis. Barry and Iris never lived together. Therefore, they get married much earlier on. Um, Harrison Wells lives and therefore he creates, you know, Star Labs in his own time. And Barry gets struck by lightning in its own time, right? Because it was not caused on purpose by Abarth Thawne. And then works there at Star Labs or with Harrison Wells, however he does in the original way that that happens. Oh, right? that's, that's what, what you're going to Okay, okay. That's I, what I want I see. see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we shall see if that happens in the 100 episode. I... Um, I, I, I wish that the 100th episode could just be, like, two hours long. Because I think that, I think there's so much you need to do. On the, on, <laughs> there's so much. because I mean, look, we're going to do an episode in a couple of weeks with a special guest about what we want to see for the 100th episode of The Flash. So, um, but, yeah, for Harrison Wells, you know, honestly, this episode was not really me- meant for to be about him. It was just that it was supposed to be about him. But as we got closer to, to 
<laughs> the recording, we realized that we don't have much to say about her. But then, thankfully, all the, I mean, not thankfully, because some of the news were actually pretty damn sad. But we had more things to talk about. So like, this isn't really a Harrison Wells episode. It's more of casting news, costume news, and Harrison Wells, Harrison Wells as a footnote. So there you go. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast, y'all. So, oh. uh, Swar, where can people find you on social media and your other projects? You can find me on Twitter, uh, ranting about politics, representation, uh, cute animals, and silly stuff, uh, whatever, at Swar Seawalker. That's S-W-A-R-Z Seawalker. I am also a co-host of Beltway Banthos, the Star Wars and Politics podcast, where we cover everything in the intersection of those two. We just came back from our hiatus, and our most recent episode was about um, making parallels between Trump and the media and uh, yes. Palpatine and the Jedi. Yeah, it's a good episode. I, love I think that. you might like it. Uh, we also talk a bit about the state of toxic fandom as well. So um, if you're interested in toxicity in the Star Wars fandom, which can be applicable to all fandoms, really. <laughs> You know, just saw some stuff going on the Voltron fandom as well, which I'm a part of. But uh, I love Voltron. There's no fandom sacred. No, I like again. You know, we all have to just do better. That's in general. That's how it is. The Brooklyn Uh, Nine Nine fandom. Wait, even that? Oh, it's unproblematic. I'm saying that's the unproblematic fandom. Yes. Excellent. Uh, I need to get back on my re- watch. I'm, I'm getting close. I'm, I'm, close to, I'm close to finishing season four, by the way. And again, I am Gina. <laughs> I should be. I should be Gina. And you can find uh, my blogs on the But Why Though podcast blog, uh, where we cover everything in the realm of pop culture. And if you're interested in being a writer, then hit us up as well. Like it's a really great website with some really great people. Hello, you can find me on Twitter, almost never talking about anything at Marcella's ear, which is M-Y-R-C-E-L-L-A-S-E-A-R, Marcella's ear. And you can also find me at Marcella's ear on Instagram and Valerie M. Eris on Tumblr, where I do most of my talking. And you can also find my other podcast that I am a part of. It's called Ladies with Gumption at DCTV Gumption on Twitter or typing in Ladies with Gumption on iTunes or Google Play. And that is where May, Jessica, and I discuss all the ladies in the DC universe and, you know, how we feel about them, how we feel about their interactions. And we also discuss, you know, like race, LGBT representation issues in the context of DC. And I can also, you can also find my articles and another podcast on withanaccent.com, which is just basically pop culture, foreign media, and all that good stuff. Don't you do a a Marvel website as well? Yes, I also write for the Marvel Report, where you can, and the Flash podcast, as which you are listening to now, and you can find comic reviews on both. Yeah, I just, I just want people to know where we can find you, and that wasn't a shameless plug at all. So, people, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Andrew Bacht. The Bacht is spelled B-H-B-K-H-T. I co-host the Times Podcast, which is coming out with a new episode this week, as well as the, the, the Shelly Emmett Sabrina Podcast that just put up a new episode. So, you can find it at Sabrina underscore podcast. Go to SabrinaPodcast.com to find 
to find our said podcast. We want to try to grow a little bit more and so on. So if you're excited for the new Sabrina TV show on Netflix, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and support us. Follow us at Sabrina Square Podcast on Twitter. And you can also find my work at Fansite and that hashtag show. I got for these TV fans, I'm just going to say I have some fun things coming up for you that you will, you, you, you're going to like and also want, want to discuss a lot. So go follow at that hashtag show. And I also run the mall report as, as editor in chief. I also run the whole DC podcast network, which, you know, I don't know about you all as always, but, you know, maybe, 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 maybe it's time we expand a little bit again. Just saying. Ah. Yeah, not gonna go anywhere further with that. So, Morgan, if you're listening, have fun guessing. And you can find this podcast at thepodcast.com where you can get all the latest news, photos, trailer descriptions, as well as comic reviews from Tatiana and more about the flag, along with the latest episodes of the podcast. Follow the podcast on social media by typing in at the Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Subscribe to The Flash Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, hit us up with some five-star reviews as it's a great way to support the podcast and be sure to let us know what you enjoy most about The Flash. You can also listen to The Flash Podcast live on the Mix Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via themix.fm. You can follow the entire DC Podcast Network at dctpodcast.com where we have amazing podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Letters of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Classic DC Shows, Krypton, and the upcoming Time Show at dcpodcast.com. Follow the, the network on social media at dcpodcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Radio, and Google Play. And don't forget, support on TeePublic. If you click on the link in the, in the in the show notes below and support and support as you can get some awesome DC swag as the, the new season is coming up and uh, look these delicious as we like to say it and if you have any questions or thoughts about the flash or you want to send feedback to us you can email us at the flash podcast at gmail.com and that's gonna be it for this week's episode of the flash podcast there was kind of a lot of tangents but also you know it was related to the Arrowverse and the flash so hopefully you know and, and here things guys it's nice for every once in a while to do more of a relaxed episode. It's more, uh, it's more, as opposed to a more focused episode, if you know what I mean. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm considering just not calling the episode we, what we want to see for Harrison Wells in season five. I'm just gonna be like flash tangents or something. I don't know. I'd be like Harrison no, no, Wells we, we, and we, other flash tangents. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> that is perfect. Call it that episode title right there. <laughs> maybe I, I maybe I will do that. Um, but guys, that's gonna be it. We'll be back with a new episode next week, as always. So from all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Tatiana. I'm, I'm Swara. <laughs> and we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.